Hello, welcome to Connect GSO, your opportunity to learn more about the city of Greensboro and the hardworking people who make things happen in our city. At the city of Greensboro, we're purpose-driven, people-centered, data-informed. But behind all of that are the wonderful people that make it happen every day. So this podcast is our opportunity to reintroduce myself to you, our residents, but also provide an environment that allows you to hear directly from our staff who serve you 24-7. So this is not just a forum for the manager, but really from various departments, individuals who work in different divisions and offices to talk about the work that they do every day to make our city the most desirable mid-sized American city. Uh, You've probably heard me say that so many times. Well, this is episode number six, and our guest today is one of our city's transit planners and one of our favorite staff, Gray Johnston. Welcome, Gray. Thank you. He's Thanks for having me. Yeah, because he's one of my favorite people. <laughs> because as you may know, I'm a transit nerd. So anyone who loves transit is one of my favorite people uh, because it's a very important part of our well-being. It's a very important part of our city. So Gray works with our colleagues in Greensboro Transit Agency, popularly known as GTA. GTA operates our public transportation services at the city of Greensboro. At GTA, I think we have a fleet of about 45 buses, right? 55. About 55. So I'm just about 10 down. So 55 buses. How many of those are electric vehicles or at least hybrid? We should have uh, fully electric 17. 17. Going on up to 20. You know, the pipeline. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah because we got some federal grants, mm-hmm. right? Interesting. Um, uh, fun fact here that our residents may not know, Greensboro was one of the probably the first city in North Carolina to introduce electric vehicles in our fleet, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. That's something that we should be proud of as a city. We've always been at the forefront of environmental sustainability and trying to make sure that we do things right. And um, how many do we have? Because we've also got services, bus services that specifically serve our seniors and the disabled member of our, members of our community. How many do we have there? I'm pretty sure we have about 55 paratransit. Roughly that. And we call it Access GSO. Exactly. And that mm-hmm. operates all throughout the, the county. Citywide. Right? The citywide. Yeah. And then so, Guilford County picks gi- up. Okay. Guilford County picks up. Yeah. So, you know, if you have relatives that are seniors or are, are physically unable to use the regular, what we call fixed route transit service, um, our Access GSO is really one way for them to be able to conveniently get around our city. Exactly. As well, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we do it a little differently than other cities. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we just go all throughout. We don't limit ourselves by you know setting guidelines because we want to make sure that our uh, residents uh, who are seniors and who may be disabled have ability to go anywhere in our city. Well, I'm jumping ahead of myself here. So <laughs> well, um, let's get to it. So this is really about a transit system, and uh, Gray is one of our. Uh, foremost thinkers when it comes to thinking transit and how we can really engage our community and and provide opportunity for us, our residents to move around um, um, conveniently. So tell us, Graham, how long have you been with the GTA and with the city? Yeah, so um, since 2017, mm-hmm. I've worked for Greensboro. I uh, had the fortunate opportunity to um, take on an apprenticeship through NCDOT, they they funded a full time position for okay. me. All right. Um, so I came in pretty much a year after I graduated from University of North Carolina Chapel okay. Hill, and uh, 
came back home. This is where I was born and raised. Yeah. And I love to hear that. Yeah. When people tell me they're born and raised in Greensboro and then they're working in Greensboro, which obviously means this is not just a profession for you. You're, exactly. You're working at home for the people that you grew up with, for your family, for friends. So when you plan the system, you're really planning it for yourself and for the people you grew up with. Yeah. I love yeah. that. I really love that. <laughs> um, for those who may not know, NCDOT is the North Carolina Department of Transportation. And this is not the first time we've had a guest on this podcast who actually said that they came through some type of internship or apprenticeship. And that's a really good thing because it obviously means that our state and our city invest in our people. Exactly. That's yeah. a very important thing. So um, I tell you, um, I know a lot about Greensboro Transit Agency, but you work with that agency. So tell us a little bit about GTA. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of interesting because my position itself is actually under the planning division mm-hmm. and GDOT. Yeah. And uh, I'm also like a part of the Metropolitan Planning Organization, the MPO. Okay. So uh, after my apprenticeship, we basically created this position that's like a bridge between the larger Department of Transportation mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. GTA. And uh, basically, my official title is a, a transit planner. Transit planner. And uh, which is, as you know, one of the coolest jobs on earth. It is. I mean, I'm <laughs> telling you that. There's a, I'll tell you one of the reasons why I like this guy. Um, we share a lot of similarities because when I first came to the United States in 1996, I was working for the city of, of um, Sacramento. And then surely there was an opportunity to transition to the Sacramento area regional transit system as a transit planner. So I was like that bridge person yeah. as well. Yeah. And I started there as a transit planner. I ended up becoming a director of transit for the organization. Well, maybe that's where you're <laughs> headed. Who knows? Uh, but we we always... we. Nobody ever, and I don't know about you, Gray, but I didn't grow up thinking I would be a transit planner. Mm-hmm. It was an opportunity, that I'd, right? Yeah. I mean, for me, coming out of college and throughout college, I was really generally interested in, in climate change-oriented mm-hmm. work. Um, I, I find just the general field of sustainability an interesting field, and uh, when I discovered public transportation and, and general planning, uh-huh. I realized that's the intersection of so many things that we talk about and, you know, about climate solutions for the world and, it's and local, yeah. local communities. So. so if you're out there and you're a student um, or you are a professional and you, you think, because I really believe that climate change is the defining issue of our time and mm-hmm. it will be for the foreseeable future. We're right now in the middle of a hurricane, uh, one that um, is one of the worst that we've seen. And obviously, I know that our governor declared a state of emergency for North Carolina yesterday. So if you are a student out there or you're a professional and you think in sustainability, climate change, it's transit may be of interest to you because mm-hmm. that's one of the areas by which we improve air quality, we improve traffic congestion, anything related to the environment, right? Yeah, yeah, and and the connections to just general well-being of mm-hmm. and quality of life. Yeah, uh, we you know connections to housing, to commercial areas. Like if you think about public transportation and just generally mobility. Yeah. Uh, 
you start realizing how intertwined it is to your whole life. Everything. Everything. Yeah, because it's a choice, right? I yeah. mean, we choose to drive or you used to you choose to leave your vehicle at home and mm -hmm. jump on a bus, right? Mm -hmm. So, Gray, I'll tell you this. When I when my kids were younger and I told them that I was working for the transit system, they would ask me, What's transit? And I'll try to simplify by saying I'm working for the bus organization, a company that runs buses. And they will ask me, do you drive the bus? Uh, what do you do the for time. them? I tried to explain I'm a planner, but it didn't really sink in. So yeah. they thought I was a bus driver. So I took I that. I get that all, all the time. You get that yeah. all the time? Yeah, yeah you're a bus driver. I think that's a compliment. Sure. That's I like one of the so hardest too. jobs it is. In, the, in the whole world. Those are frontliners. Yeah. I loved yeah. it. And so until one of them, until my oldest came to visit me one day, I realized I sat in the office most of the time. Like, Where's the bus, Dad? Why are you not driving the bus? <laughs> but our bus operators do amazing work work because at the end of the day they're the ones who implement the things that you and I talk about exactly this morning yeah so tell us what it is like in the life of a transit planner or a transit operator on day-to-day -day basis yeah so um, not to go full tangent here but last week mm -hmm. I, I started participating in a transportation leadership seminar That's and it's very cool because it brought together a group of people that are in all sectors of public mm -hmm. transportation so yep. There was somebody there who was uh, a paratransit supervisor. There was two supervisors from a customer service uh, call center for wow. Go Triangle. Yeah. Uh, the paratransit ladies from Chapel Hill. Mm -hmm. There's two directors of rural transportation providers. I was the one planner there. Uh, so people from different areas. Yeah, yeah. and I, so I think public transportation is interesting because it's got basically a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. um, you know, on the operation side, you've got you know a structure of usually general manager who's mm -hmm. overseeing the whole operation. Everything. Yep. And GTA, I think, has around 200 uh, operations Roughly. employees. Yep. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they're overseeing that. And structurally, it's actually a company that oversees the actual operation. So yep. on the city side, we have, I think GTA itself only has like seven staff members that are city employees plus the new, the new customers, customer service. Those who take calls yeah, from residents. Exactly. Yeah. So um, the planning stuff is very cool because it's, it's well, I, I go all the way into very deep rabbit holes of data configuration all the way to high-level mm -hmm. strategic thinking. Mm -hmm. And um, every day for me is a little bit different. Yeah. Um, and it's very project-oriented. Mm -hmm. um, I think... You know, for example, one project that I'm helping, you know, lead is we've got uh, we're switching out all of the technology on okay. the buses. So yeah. it's called a computer aided dispatch yeah. Yeah. automatic vehicle locator yeah. system, or which is, CAD. you know, every CAD AVL. Uh -huh. uh, so all the buses have a suite of technology on them. Okay. Uh, you know, a talking bus feature, head signs. It helps um, us to locate where the bosses are. Exactly. Yeah. And and that interfaces with like Google Maps. Mm -hmm. um, there's a thing called the GTFS, yeah. which I'm kind of the guy in charge of making sure that's okay. Okay. Um, so that's a very highly specialized project. That's really interesting. Um, Does it also impact the way people pay when they get on the bus? So it will tie into that. Okay. Um, when the operators get on their bus first thing in the morning, mm -hmm. They s log on to the system and it connects to the fare box. And okay. what we have now is the Umo TouchPass system, where you can use your you can use your, your phone, phone or mm -hmm. a, a card tap card. But um, yeah, it's the central technology for everything on the bus. Dispatch is yeah. another 
job and operations. Very important. That is basically keeping track of all the buses out in the field. So this technology, hopefully the one that we've chosen, is supposed to be a lot more accurate than the one we had previously. So uh, functionally speaking, not only will we get more up-to-date real-time information, but all of the data that informs our planning will be improved. We, we've, for years, haven't had accurate on-time performance data. Now we do with this technology. We exactly. Will. So so if I am um, Taiwo, I, I know nothing about public transit. <laughs> I've never used a bus system before, yeah. no train system before. Yeah. I'm a resident of Greensboro, and I want to start using the bus, but I don't have a card, and I don't, I don't even know how to get an app on my phone, but all I have is my cash. How will I be able to use the system if all I have is cash? Yeah. Uh, well, I probably wouldn't describe it first by talking about the CAD AVL system. Okay, all right. <laughs> so, sorry I went down that rabbit hole. <laughs> but, um, you know, it, that is probably, uh, I, un, unfortunately, a harder question to answer than it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it depends on your access to oh, the internet, okay. for example. And, so, and that's I something can, we have to think about. But you know? I can take my cash, right, and go yeah. to the depot or the first yeah. well, purchase actually, a card. The the buses themselves take cash. Okay. So you good. could just you hop just on a bus. And but be able if, to use the if system. you want to learn how to use the system, mm-hmm. if you have access to a smartphone or uh, you know, the internet in general, it's always good to research the bus system, you can just go to ridegta.com. Yeah. Which goes mm. to, so I'll tell you this, and I'm sure you've, you've, you've done this too, Greg. When yeah. I get to a new city, one of the first things I do is to ride a transit system. Yeah. It's, it's the best way to know the place. If I'm yeah. staying for longer than two days, I can get on the train or get on a trolley or get on a bus. I just love it. It's, yeah. it's, it's something about the transit system. I like watching people. Yeah, so. yeah. And it, it like, to GTA's credit and Bruce Adams, the manager of GTA, mm-hmm. when I was an apprentice, he made me ride every single route. <laughs> I know you told take, me that. <laughs> take notes on what I see, um, and that was like my first project. That's and it's so important. Yeah, that's how you know your city and it and your system. There's such a sense of community when you ride the bus. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the regulars who ride it every day. Uh, there's the bus operators. You know the exchanges between different people. Sometimes unpleasant, sometimes mm-hmm. pleasant. But you see you know, the full range of, of, like, everything. of everything. And you see Greensboro or any city you're riding transit from mm-hmm. a completely different perspective because mm-hmm. you have the time to actually, like you said, sit there and watch and look as, you know, time passes by. Yeah. It, it kind of slows down time, um, not in a bad way, but, you know. And, and, and hey, listen, <laughs> you can ride and be on your apps. Yeah. You don't have yeah. to you don't have to uh to drive and put other people's lives or yours at risk. Yeah. You can get on transit. So what's the biggest complaint about our transit system that you think? In in the area that I work in, well, I, I'd say there's two. Okay. Um the first one is is we get the most calls daily about just the the bus stops themselves. Okay. Uh that's a big project to, to go about. So what's the complaint about bus stops that they're not shelters well, or they're not properly located? Yeah, the, a lot of times, like, quite frankly, we have, we, we're still kind of trying to collect the data, but mm-hmm. I don't have the exact numbers. But we have so many bus stops that still don't even have a sidewalk connected to them. They're mm-hmm. just in a grassy patch. Yeah. So, you know, f- from that perspective, there's not the accessibility that there could be. 
And then on the other side, I've heard you talk about this when you talk in public is like yeah. the amount of time it takes to, to ride transit. Yeah. If you have to transfer, mm-hmm. um, you know, the way our system's organized is like a hub and yeah. spoke. So all of the routes are running downtown basically. And that's not the way we want it to be. Yeah. And, and so there's gaps of, mm-hmm. you know, you have to go all the way in downtown and then go all the way back out yeah. to another direction. And I think you said that yeah. it, takes it takes shorter. About, yeah. What is that quote it, you said? It takes me, oh, well, <laughs> it, it takes me about an hour and a half or so to be able to get to work from home if I choose transit. Yeah. But I don't mind taking transfer once, mm-hmm. but once you do it twice, yeah. I hesitate. I think a lot of people say that. I would say that. And, and if, if I drive, it takes me about 13 or 14 minutes to get into work. Now, I know that you and I can talk about transit <laughs> all day and we never get bored. And hopefully our listeners are not, are not getting bored, but I, I, I just think it's a great thing. So, great, we're getting to a place where we, we're looking into the future mm-hmm. of Greensboro. Our city is about 300,000 residents, and we know we're going to continue to grow. I would like you to just spend the next minute or two talking about what our plans are for the future yeah. of mobility in our city. What are the cool trends in transit right hmm. now that can encourage young people to use it? Just go on. Uh, we want to listen. Yeah. Well, so I think, first of all, like getting back to that last point you made mm-hmm. about, you know, about how do you attract folks mm-hmm. to ride transit? And I think one thing that the pandemic did was just kind of reset our, our framework and our understanding of, of yeah. the value of public transportation. Yeah. Um, and so for me, it reinforced the value of, of the bus itself. Yes. And I'm like, I'm one of those people that's like the bus is one of the most affordable ways to, to move as many people as mm-hmm. possible, most efficient. So. And I think to make it, cool is a combination of of many things like the accessibility issue Mm -hmm. if a bus not only has a shelter and a sidewalk but also you only have to wait 15 minutes or less yeah more people are going to ride it because it's going to be more absolutely Mm -hmm. and i think there's it connects into so many other issues and i will say for the future what i've noticed since the first year i was here till now Mm -hmm. is we're connecting public transportation to the larger ecosystem of Greensboro itself, yes. where it's not this isolated thing that we, a system that we need to think about alone. It's yeah. thinking about, you know, how our neighborhoods are developed and organized. Housing. And, you know, there's all these concepts about 15-minute cities. Yes. Um, in our comprehensive plan for the planning department, they talk about making Greensboro car optional. And I think all of those are saying similar things of mm-hmm. how can we make our city organized in a way that you don't have to get in your car for every single errand you run or That's true. everything, every single, um, you know, social thing that you do. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like to ride the bus downtown. Fortunately, I live very close to a bus stop mm-hmm. and it's a five minute bus ride. It's quicker for me yeah. to get into the office by riding the bus than to drive and park mm-hmm. and walk into the office. And I think the more people that have the knowledge that that's an opportunity and the more we emphasize like investing in public transportation mm-hmm. and also the surrounding infrastructure yes the more public transportation will be integrated in the fabric of greensboro and i think you know i think our plans this master plan update mm-hmm. mobility yes. greensboro yep. 2045 mm-hmm. is 
our opportunity to look at that and, I believe and so. to really dig into what that actually looks like. So, yeah. folks, I'm going to invite Gray back because we're going <laughs> to issue that Mobility 2045 uh plan at some point and we definitely need the community input so we're you're going to come back and really talk to people about how to get involved and how to really influence what that plan looks like absolutely yeah, yeah. so uh as we wrap up i want um great to share with us um uh, you know what does it do for fun when it's not a transit nerd like me <laughs> so you warned me you were going to ask me this uh, <laughs> i have I have a lot of hobbies, like it's almost too many, uh, and it changes depending on my mood. So okay. I grew up playing the drums, drum set. Ah, so I, I do that too. Really? Yeah. Uh, we actually I have more in common than we thought. Yeah. Uh, well, we're going to have to, well, we're it's kind of hard to, to play, to to play drums together, but know, yeah. <laughs> uh, that tennis, I like playing tennis. Oh, that's good. We have so many parks with free tennis courts, yeah. mm -hmm. great tennis courts, mm -hmm. and then I actually um, co-own a coffee business with a coffee bike and I don't work oh. on the bike. We have employees and uh -huh. stuff, but I'm a coffee nerd too. Okay. So well, yeah. I got to come get yeah. some coffee there. Too. I almost uh, brought some today. Oh but, my gosh. Uh, well, next we got, time we got these mugs in front of us, but there's no coffee <laughs> in it. So we got to make sure that we have, have some coffee in it. Ladies and gentlemen, um, this guy knows everything you need to know about public transit, not only from the private um, from a public section of uh, using it, but also planning for it and really, you know, operating these things. He knows the, the the details of what it is to really get us interested in public transit. And I really believe, so I came, as you will know from Charlotte, where you have a train system, you have a streetcar, you have light train, but it's interesting, I always tell people, 80% of people in Charlotte today will use the bus. Exactly. So buses are cool. Yeah. And we just want to make sure that we keep our bosses, you know, the cool factor is going to be in how we get people access to it and how they have fun using it. So once again, it's been great having you with us today, Gray. Thanks Thank you so me. much for, for being here. So for our listeners, the Connect GSO podcast is your one source for learning about your city staff, the work that they do, and how it affects your lives on a daily basis. It also allows you, our listeners, to provide us with your ideas for improving what we do. You can reach us at connectgso at greensboro-nc.gov. Connectgso at greensboro-nc.gov. Thank you once again, Gray, for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Todd. All right.